Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Whole Bible 2 Chronicles 6 The glory of the Lord, in the vehicle of a thick cloud, having filled the house which Solomon built, by which God manifested his presence there, he immediately improves the opportunity and addresses God, as a God now, in a peculiar manner, nigh at hand. 1. He makes a solemn declaration of his intention in building this house, to the satisfaction of the people, and the honor of God, both of whom he blessed, verses 1-11. 2. He makes a solemn prayer to God that he would please graciously to accept and answer all the prayers that should be made in, or towards, that house, verses 12-42. This whole chapter we had before, with very little variation, 1 Kings 8 verses 12-53, to which it may not be amiss here to look back. Solomon's Prayer to God, 1004 BC. 1 Then said Solomon, The Lord hath said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. 2 But I have built a house of habitation for thee, and a place for thy dwelling forever. 3 And the king turned his face, and blessed the whole congregation of Israel, and all the congregation of Israel stood. 4 And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who hath with his hands fulfilled that which he spake with his mouth to my father David, saying, 5 Since the day that I brought forth my people out of the land of Egypt I chose no city among all the tribes of Israel to build a house in, that my name might be there, neither chose I any man to be a ruler over my people Israel. 6 But I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name might be there, and have chosen David to be over my people Israel. 7 Now it was in the heart of David my father to build a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. 8 But the Lord said to David my father, Forasmuch as it was in thine heart to build a house for my name, thou didst well in that it was in thine, thine heart, nigh notwithstanding thou shalt not build the house, but thy son which shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house for my name. 10 The Lord therefore hath performed his word that he hath spoken, for I am risen up in the room of David my father, and am set on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. 11 And in it have I put the ark, wherein is the covenant of the Lord, that he made with the children of Israel. It is of great consequence in all our religious actions, that we design well, and that our I be single. If Solomon had built this temple in the pride of his heart, as Ahasuerus made his feast, only to show the riches of his kingdom, and the honor of his majesty, it would not have turned at all to his account. But here he declares upon what inducements he undertook it, and they are such as not only justify, but magnify, the undertaking. 1. He did it for the glory and honor of God, this was his highest and ultimate end in it. It was for the name of the Lord God of Israel, verse 10, to be a house of habitation for him, verse 2. He has indeed, as to us, made darkness his pavilion, verse 1, but let this house be the residence of that darkness, for it is in the upper world that he dwells in light, such as no eye can approach. 2. He did it in compliance with the choice God had been pleased to make of Jerusalem, to be the city in which he would record his name, verse 6 I have chosen Jerusalem. A great many stately buildings there were in Jerusalem for the king, his princes, and the royal family. If God chooses that place, it is fit that there be a building for him which may excel all the rest. If men were thus honored there, let God be thus honored. 3. He did it in pursuance of his father's good intentions, which he never had an opportunity to put into execution. It was in the heart of David my father to build a house for God, the project was his, be it known, to his honor, verse 7, and God approved of it, 
though he permitted him not to put it in execution, verse 8, thou didst well that it was in thy heart. Temple work is often thus done, one sows and another reaps, John 4 verses 37 and 38, one age begins that which the next brings to perfection. And let not the wisest of men think it any disparagement to them to pursue the good designs which those that went before them have laid, and to build upon their foundation. Every good piece is not an original, original. 4. He did it in performance of the word which God had spoken. God had said, Thy son shall build the house for my name, and now he had done it, verses 9 and 10. The service was appointed him, and the honor of it designed him, by the divine promise, so that he did not do it of his own head, but was called of God to do it. It is fit that he who appoints the work should have the appointing of the workman, and those may go on in their work with great satisfaction who see their call to it clear. 12 And he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel, and spread forth his hands. 13 For Solomon had made a brassen scaffold of five cubits long, and five cubits broad, and three cubits high, and had set it in the midst of the court, and upon it he stood, and kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation of Israel, and spread forth his hands toward heaven. 14 And said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in the heaven, nor in the earth, which keepest covenant, and showest mercy unto thy servants, that walk before thee with all their hearts, fifteen thou which hast kept with thy servant David my father that which thou hast promised him, and spakest with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. Sixteen now therefore, O Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David my father that which thou hast promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit upon the throne of Israel, yet so that thy children take heed to their way to walk in my law as thou hast walked before me. 17 Now then, O Lord God of Israel, let thy word be verified, which thou hast spoken unto thy servant David. 18 But will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house which I have built. 19 Have respect therefore to the prayer of thy servant, and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee, twenty that thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. Twenty one hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant, and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place, hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. Twenty two if a man sin against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him to make him swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this house. 23 Then hear thou from heaven, and do, and judge thy servants, by requiting the wicked, by recompensing his way upon his own head, and by justifying the righteous, by giving him according to his righteousness. 24 And if thy people Israel be put to the worse before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall return and confess thy name, and pray and make supplication before thee in this house, 25 Then hear thou from the heavens, and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest to them, and to their fathers. 26 When the heaven is shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee, yet if they pray toward this place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sin, when thou dost afflict them, 27 Then hear thou from heaven, and forgive the sin of thy servants, and of thy people Israel, when thou hast taught them the good way, wherein they should walk, and send rain upon thy land which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance. 28 If there be dearth in the land, if there be pestilence, if there be blasting, or mildew, locusts, or caterpillars, 
if their enemies besiege them in the cities of their land, whatsoever sore or whatsoever sickness there be, 29 Then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man, or of all thy people Israel, when every one shall know his own sore and his own grief, and shall spread forth his hands in this house, 30 Then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive. And render unto every man according unto all his ways, whose heart thou knowest, for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men. 31 That they may fear thee, to walk in thy ways, so long as they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. 32 Moreover concerning the stranger, the stranger, which is not of thy people Israel, but is come from a far country for thy great name's sake, and thy mighty hand, and thy stretched out arm, if they come and pray in this house. 33 Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name, and fear thee, as doth thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name. 34 If thy people go out to war against their enemies by the way that thou shalt send them, and they pray unto thee toward this city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name, 35 Then hear thou from the heavens their prayer, and their supplication, and maintain their cause. 36 If they sin against thee, for there is no man which sinneth not, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them over before their enemies, and they carry them away captives unto a land far off or near, 37 Yet if they bethink themselves in the land whither they are carried captive, and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have done amiss, and have dealt wickedly. 38 If they return to thee with all their heart, and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, whither they have carried them captives, and pray toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, and toward the city which thou hast chosen, and toward the house which I have built for thy name. 39 Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, their prayer and their supplications, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. 40 Now, my God, let, I beseech thee, thine eyes be open, and let thine ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. 42 O Lord God, turn not away the face of thine anointed, remember the mercies of David thy servant. Solomon had, in the foregoing verses, signed and sealed, as it were, the deed of dedication, by which the temple was appropriated to the honor and service of God. Now here he prays the consecration prayer, by which it was made a figure of Christ, the great mediator, through whom we are to offer all our prayers, and to expect all God's favors, and to whom we are to have an eye in everything where we have to do with God. We have opened the particulars of this prayer, 1 Kings 8. And therefore shall now only glean up some few passages in it which may be the proper subjects of our meditation. 1. Here are some doctrinal truths occasionally laid down. As 1. That the God of Israel is a being of incomparable perfection. We cannot describe him, but this we know, there is none like him in heaven or in earth. Verse 14. All the creatures have their fellow creatures, but the Creator has not his peer. He is infinitely above all and over all, God blessed forever. 2. That he is, and will be, true to every word that he has spoken, and all that serve him in sincerity shall certainly find him both faithful and kind. Those that set God always before them, and walk before him with all their hearts, shall find him as good as his word and better, he will both keep covenant with them, and show mercy to them. B. 14. 3. That he is a being infinite and immense, whom the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain, and to whose felicity nothing is added by the utmost we can do in his service. Verse 18. He is infinitely beyond the bounds of the crea 
creation and infinitely above the praises of all intelligent creatures. 4. That he, and he only, knows the hearts of the children of men, v. 30. All men's thoughts, aims, and affections, are naked and open before him, and however the imaginations and intents of our hearts may be concealed from men, angels, and devils, they cannot be hidden from God, who knows not only what is in the heart, but the heart itself and all the beatings of it. 5. That there is no such thing as a sinless perfection to be found in this life. Verse 36 There is no man who sinneth not, nay, who doeth good and sinneth not, so he writes, agreeable to what he here says, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 20. 2. Here are some suppositions or cases put which are to be taken notice of. 1. He supposed that if doubts and controversies arose between man and man both sides would agree to appeal to God, and lay an oath upon the person whose testimony must decide the matter, verse 22. The religious reverence of an oath, as it was ancient so, it may be presumed, it will continue as long as there are any remains of conscience and right reason among men. 2. He supposed that, though Israel enjoyed a profound peace and tranquility, yet troublesome times would come. He did not think the mountain of their prosperity stood so strong, but that it might be moved, nay, he expected sin would move it. 3. He supposed that those who had not called upon God at other times, yet, in their affliction, would seek Him early and earnestly. When they are in distress they will confess their sins, and confess thy name, and make supplication to thee. Trouble will drive those to God who have said to Him, Depart, verses 24, 26, and 28. 4. He supposed that strangers would come from afar to worship the God of Israel, and to pay homage to Him and this also might reasonably be expected, considering what worthless things the gods of the nations were and what proofs the God of Israel had given of his being Lord of the whole earth. 3. Here are petitions very pertinent. 1. That God would own this house, and have an eye to it, as the place of which he had said that he would put his name there, verse 20. He could not, in faith, have asked God to show such peculiar favor to this house above any other if he himself had not said that it should be his rest forever. The prayer that will speed must be warranted by the word. We may with humble confidence pray to God to be well pleased with us in Jesus Christ, because he had declared himself well pleased in him this is my beloved son, but he says not now of any house, this is my beloved place. 2. That God would hear and accept the prayers which should be made in or towards that place, verse 21. He asked not that God should help them whether they prayed for themselves or no, but that God would help them in answer to their prayers. Even Christ's intercessions do not supersede but encourage our supplications. He prayed that God would hear from his dwelling place, even from heaven. Heaven in his dwelling place still, not this temple, and thence help must come. When thou hearest, forgive. Note, the forgiveness of our sins is that which makes way for all the other answers to our prayers, removendo prohibits the evil which it drives away it keeps away. 3. That God would give judgment according to equity upon all the appeals that should be made to him, verses 23 and 30. This we may in faith pray for, for we are sure it shall be done. God sitteth on the throne judging right. 4. That God would return in mercy to his people when they repented, and reformed, and sought unto him, verses 25, 27, 38, and 39. This we also may in faith pray for, building upon the repeated declarations God has made of his readiness to accept penitence.
5. That God would bid the strangers welcome to this house, and answer their prayers, verse 33, 4. If there be in duty, why should there not be in privilege one law for the stranger and for one born in the land? Leviticus 24 verse 22. 6. That God would, upon all occasions, own and plead the cause of his people Israel, against all the opposers of it, verse 35 maintain their cause, and again, verse 39. If they be the Israel of God, their cause is the cause of God, and he would espouse it. 7. He concludes this prayer with some expressions which he had learned of his good father, and borrowed from one of his psalms. We had then not in the kings, but here we have them, verses 41 and 42. The whole word of God is of use to direct us in prayer, and how can we express ourselves in better language to God than that of his own spirit? But these words were of use in a special manner to direct Solomon, because they had reference to this very work that he was now doing. We have them, Psalm 132 verses 8 to 10. He prayed, verse 41, 1. That God would take possession of the temple and keep possession, that he would make it his resting place, thou and the ark, what will the ark do without the God of the ark ordinances without the God of the ordinances? 2. That he would make the ministers of the temple public blessings, clothe them with salvation, that is, not only save them, but make them instrumental to save others, by offering the sacrifices of righteousness. 3. That the service of the temple might turn abundantly to the joy and satisfaction of all the Lord's people, let thy saints rejoice in goodness, that is, in the goodness of thy house, Psalm 65 verse 4. Let all that come hither to worship, like the eunuch, go away rejoicing. He pleads two things, verse 42. 1. His own relation to God, turn not away the face of thy anointed. Lord, thou hast appointed me to be king, and wilt not thou own me. 2. God's covenant with his father, remember thy mercies of David thy servant the piety of David towards God, so some understand it, and so the word sometimes signifies, his pious care of the ark, and concern for it, see Psalm 132 verses 1 and 2, etc., or the promises of God to David, which were mercies to him, his great support and comforts in all his troubles. We may plead, as Solomon does here, with an eye to Christ, we deserve that God should turn away our face, that he should reject us in our prayers, but we come in the name of the Lord Jesus, thy anointed, thy Messiah, so the word is, thy Christ, so the LXX. Him thou hearest always, and wilt never turn away his face. We have no righteousness of our own to plead, but, Lord, remember the, the mercies of David thy servant. Christ is God's servant, Isaiah 42 verse 1, and is called David, Hosea 3 verse 5. Lord, remember his mercies, and accept us on the account of them. Remember his tender concern for his father's honor and man's salvation, and what he did and suffered from that principle. Remember the promises of the everlasting covenant, which free grace has made to us in Christ, and which are called the sure mercies of David, Isaiah 55 verse 3 and Acts 13 verse 34. This must be all our desire and all our hope, all our prayer and all our plea, for it is all our salvation.